Three. G'day punters. Welcome to the deep dive powered by punningform.com.au. The, the easily the number one, the best, the grouse. Could say the cooter uh, database in all of horse racing. Um, big OG lineup here. Me and Scuzz back together, joined by Jackson Oldham, our Victorian man, and Shane Curly Curlio, who's just fucking wearing about 65 hats. He's got his bloodstock hat on this morning, but we're about to talk ponies and betting only. Uh, we're going to kick off in the oh, the drenched poor old Sydney town. Shout out to Simo if he's listening. Um, he's, his roof caved in the first time you had the big rain there, Scurry. Um, he's put off the rebuild, just making sure it's sweet. Leaked again. And then he put it off again. And a couple of drips came through on the weekend. So Simo completely cast, thinking of a big fella. But uh, Rob, what was it like on Saturday? Non-event. Oh. Did you go there? Like as well as I know you, the attitude would have been pretty poor early on. Um, yeah, surprised I didn't have to have a chat to you about just sort of getting your shit together and just seeing them as they come. But how how did you go mentally, and then what happened? Look, it, it really felt like a job. Um, where usually I go to the races skipping out of the house. Uh, this time I was like, they're not, they're not going to get through the meeting. They're saying it's a seven, it's a nine or a ten. Uh, so yeah, I, I got there and we we're there for five races, highway. Uh, 2400 meter race, um, 50 to one winners. I think we had a couple of them. It was just one of those, um, yeah, it, it, it was, it was atrocious. It, was, it really, really, uh, was not fun. I didn't, I didn't bet in Sydney for the subscribers. Um, I think we, we shouldered arms in five, in all five races. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather talk about, you know, Wednesday at Kenzo. Um, just, just to pull you up quickly though, they said it was a soft seven at the start. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, well, which Simo's is roof was already leaking on <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it, it's it, it's been retrospectively downgraded, um, but I went there with the with the with the firmly in my head that I went out there for it was like like Rose or Guinea's Day or something or you know some big day and literally we had five mils of rain in about half an hour and they called them off and that was on a, a Group One day so. Um, you know, they were tipping between 50 and 150. I reckon we only got about 15, 20 out there. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was wet, uh, low-quality horses, low-quality track. Um, and low-quality low benchmark figures too, Rob. The winner of race four, you drazzle. Say that time five times faster, but you can't. Uh, it's run a negative 4.5, which is the, the biggest of the day, which for a Saturday in Sydney is poor. That's enough about that. Let's head to Randwick Kenzo on Wednesday, and we're going to focus in on airman who was the it wasn't the best figure or near it on saturday but to the eye it was pretty deadly uh to the to the mark sheen trial report subscribers it was um profitable and to to shane it was exciting but then you got sort of hammered there on social media for saying that might be a group horse um you're you're definitely the the, the social media twitter expert shane um yeah. what yeah. what inspired you to tweet so quickly and just so aggressively about the the future prospects of this horse potentially being a cool more horse. And then uh, what goes through your melon when they come at you like that? Well, number one, I tweet it because I'm a good judge. Um, <laughs> and anyone that, watch, anyone that watches racing um, would have been and had the information I had about that horse would have been suitably impressed. Wasn't even the best parader. Um, Rob wasn't a massive push on it's, you know, out of, out of the yard and to do what it did when it was completely at lost position, uh, what, like found itself in an unwinnable position when it lost its spot. 
Um, its turn of foot was super. It smacked benchmarks for, you know, late splits. It was like the second fastest last four for the meeting. I could see that with my eye before the data came out, Jack. Um, as you to how I handle... You can't teach that. Like, you can't teach talent, can you? You can't. As, as far as how do I handle people that come at me on Twitter, Australia lose the most money per capita on gambling than any other country in the world, and most of those people exist on Twitter that contribute to that fact. So um, keep coming at me. I'll keep making statements that are correct in the long term. Look, this horse so is the, uh, this horse is bred to be a bred to be a group like a group horse. It's got it's a blue know. blood. Um, I'm invincible gelding out of Zara Bay. It's um, that's N- Merchant Navy's mum. Merchant Navy. Yeah. And it's got Group One silks. It's uh, it's out of the same mare as Merchant Navy, who um won a cool more. Um, up the inside, was, flash, this, late swoop, didn't it, Jacko? Came from nowhere, out of the clouds. Yeah, it did. It was pretty sick. I was on the second horse, whatever that was. <laughs> Gay Waterhouse horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gay Waterhouse. Thought I was fucking over the world. Probably a little bit of recency bias here because it only won the other day, but um, I can't even remember the horse that won the Golden Slipper. I can't remember. I couldn't give. I couldn't name you another two-year-old. That Rebel, I'm a Rebel Dane to. horse, I think. Fiber. Yeah, but coming out of all those shit, you know, wet yeah. track, only two or three horses handle it. Early two-year-old and you know two-year-old races. I can't even name a two-year-old that I think's any good. This is a proper horse, and I look forward to it. Um, uh, justifying my outlandish tweet. Uh, so if, if we if we break down the benchmarks, the all average to the 600, 4.5, 4.5 slow, 4.3 fast home. Uh, it's come home for the class, 6 to the 4, 0.7 fast, then 2.2, 4 to the 2 fast, and then 2.1, the last 200. So it, it's definitely going to progress out of that grade for sure, off yeah. that data. Uh, Rob, we look at it now from the yard. Uh, you didn't find it on top. which Second. Which, I had which it second adds- to, to me, when I look at the data and I hear Shane just going ballistic about it straight away, that adds a lot of a lot of lead to the pencil for how good this horse might be. Well, look, it's bigger than average. Um, it, it, it's, um, it, it looked to me like it still had some filling out to do. You know what it reminded me of? Because I said, big boy, not screwed down, uh, walks good. Um, Walks good is one of our favourite terms, isn't it? Real deep, yeah. articulate sort of stuff we wish from the yard. <laughs> walks good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think good it order, was, yeah. walks well. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not always the case with these big gangly horses that walks good. You know, you know, it reminded me of, as an early two-year-old, Elise. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, big. Christ. Yeah. We, had, <laughs> I know. we had a shared love affair with her for a good couple of seasons. Yeah, she's look, she, she was like this. Um, as, she got uh, Glenn as, in the Guineas, didn't she? That was Kamatari. Uh, no, she, yeah, she, she loomed up to win the All-Star Mile. Um, mm. yeah, she just, she, I had one of my, my greatest, my, my, my most smuggest feelings at the track was when she stormed down with Glenn on it to win the Coolmore. No, whatever it is, is the queen of the tour. It's a mile race at the end of the carnival. She beat uh, prompt, prompt response, another one of my old favourites. But anyway, I think this is not a bad maiden. I, I was on Marshall Music, which struck me as a real sprint type. Sheen, I spoke to Sheen after the radio. I said, ah, it's a hard going thing, um, you know. But I, I think that horse can, can definitely win. I think it was trading like $1.30 in running because it, it yeah. pinged the leads, kicked away, uh, and looked the winner two fifty out. And then th- this thing is just, just wound up. We've probably spent enough time on it, but I'm with Shane. Airman, the two-year-olds are pretty much no good. Yeah. This is this this is something to follow. 
and it could, like being by Iron Vince will improve on a better track, Shane. And it probably it's favourite yeah. to see that when it heads to Flemington because it's a, the best track in Australia. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And, and uh, all the two-year-olds down here are an awful bunch. So we're just looking for anything interstate, I'd imagine. Well, we had a horse at SP $31 come out at $4.20 and <laughs> just kill them on Saturday down the straight. So uh, it's very, very yeah. great. But we're going to talk about yeah. Flemington last. We're going to talk about Flemington last. Let's quickly touch on uh, Sunshine Coast, Shane, and just quick shout out to Gabby Doxy, who who absolutely wiped you like a dirty ass there on the Devil Show. <laughs> Full credit to you, Gab. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed backing them, but mostly of all that you beat Shane so convincingly. 4-1 is the running total, and we're going to keep a tab on that moving forward. Yeah. Shane, sunny coast. Yeah, great um, great start from Gab. She was on um, Majestic Colour. Majestic Colour and uh, Northern Express were the two uh, tips that she's tossed up for the sunny coast. Um, Wallabies 1-12, to 12, Phil. Wallabies 1-12 to 12 and tipped something each way at Rockhampton Mackay that I'd never heard of that was 440 a hole that ran second. Um, can't teach it. Anyway, you can't teach that. Um, yeah, look, terrible meeting at the Sunshine Coast. Um, data reflects that. Majestic Colour was probably... Majestic Colour and Northern Express were a couple of um, notable performers on, on suitable ground. Um, uh, just for anyone that's wondering, which will be no one, Northern Express isn't for sale. Um, uh, i tell you what is for sale, Shane. Strategic position former known as Yulong uh, Defence, who would have comfortably won the 1,200 the and the 2,000 metre races there on the sunny coast on Saturday. So that's a $105,000 race and two $75,000 races. Would have very, absolutely pissed him. Very 25% right. still available. Jono at themailbag.com.au. J-O-N-O at themailbag.com.au. <laughs> Very, very lane orientated. Um, and, you know, there's a look. I had 20 units worth of seconds on Saturday. So I don't want to talk about this too much for the data, more about more about me um, and me consoling myself here. But how do senior respected jockeys ride the track on horses that they don't think can win? So they just don't try. They just say, oh, I'm happy to be in lane three here. Couldn't give a fuck. Can't win anyway. Like, mm. the, the, it's pretty obvious where they need to be. And the difference in rides between blokes that were, thought they were on a thing that could win compared to them riding a horse that they didn't know where they could win was completely different. Um, Puntura won the benchmark 78, the last race on the card. Uh, that performance would have nearly won the listed Glasshouse handicap the race before. It, it would have ran third on punning form times, beaten about a length and a half. Horrible meeting. We're following nothing out of it. I hope we never see a surface like that again for the remainder of the year to bet on. Adios, Queensland Winter Carnival. Adios, uh, bonuses and incentives to punters to bet on Queensland going forward. Um, I look forward to impacts of um, the point of consumption tax hike. won't get too deep into that because we're here to bet, not whinge about why we can't or why we don't. Um, So that's Queensland in a nutshell. I'm glad the carnival's over. Now I look forward to seeing some off-season races where there's only one or two chances per race, and I can increase my stakes. Went through the um, went through my results for the last 12 months. It's been 12 months since the minimum bet law has kicked in in Queensland. Um, the service this is ran fascinating. About, this is fascinating. The service ran at about eight and a half, just a tick over eight and a half percent profit on turnover uh, since the NBLs kicked in. Uh, but my actual units had dropped substantially 
Um, so what I found, I was having bigger bets on bigger edges, um, but just less of them. So I think we've seen a, a change there in the marketplace and it's certainly affected, uh, obviously now we've got increased market percentages with this, uh, with the point of consumption tax increase as well. So I just, I was finding less edges. Um, so I found myself just betting, you know, a little bit bigger on the edges that I, that I had and there's just less of them. So um, yeah. fascinating how that looks, the difference between my, you know, the 12 months prior, uh, I've been with the mailbag just over two years now. So uh, my pot point, uh, my pot basically doubled, um, but my bets, bets, total bets, units bet was down about thirty percent. So, um, but a lot. It's very, pot. very interesting stuff. I, I, I think it's a. It was a similar story for us when we were band together, Jackson, in, in Victoria. When you can sort of just pick it apart at the start, you, you pick it apart, yeah. but you don't sort of have to wait and then sort of spread as much. You kind of, yeah, you I'm get into it. like a process and a. And a and the structure of betting where it's like, let's pick apart this. Let's get the bulk of this meeting done and identify yep. anything that we think is a gross over, over and have yeah. that bet. And then sort of reset again on Saturday at like 10.30 and go, yeah. well, there's only probably two or three more betting opportunities on this card and yep. we'll just play it as it comes. And I, I think it's a much more efficient way to bet. And there's nothing wrong with betting less provided you're still betting as much as you are, Shane. You bet a ton. So um, full credit to yeah. you. Uh, themailbag.com.au you'll find Shane stuff on the in the shop tab if you came to bet Queensland punters um, but again strategic position formerly known as Yulong Command would have won every race that would have run in on Saturday Tony Gollum now trains Yulong, it. Shane Yulong, steers it Yulong defence Yulong defence uh, no, unfortunately not Yulong Command who knows mm. who knows Tony who knows what Tony's going to be able to get out of this horse. Um, if you're interested, 25% left, get in touch. Jono at themailbag.com.au. Let's talk Flemington. Let's talk headquarters. Australia's greatest track. Finals day, a real winner for me. A great yeah. concept. Um, a fascinating... Uh, it, it really, like, rejuvenated my passion for form, just going through the meeting on, on Wednesdays and Thursday, looking at all the SP profile overlays, horses that were suited, not suited. Um, I grade myself up a fair bit with, with particularly... Uh, a an elderly female rider who I just can't figure out, but I think I have now. And we'll get to that later. The, the biggest figure on the card was Serious Suspect down the straight, just beating uh, Moonbaher, Tuvalu, and a really good performance from my Yankee girl. Uh, do you want to tuck into the meeting straight away, Jackson, or do you want to talk about your journey betting by yourself now? Yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about that first. So um, how, how have you found – so I've been out of the picture now for how long? Maybe th- three months or two three months? months yeah. Yeah. How's, um, how's it been? I thought the first sort of six weeks on my own before I'll, 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 Lindsay came along, the intern, was pretty tough managing the workload. Um, obviously, two two to three meetings a mounting yard a week when the Valley was on at the start, um, and then all the form as well. And I thought I, thought I was having more bad bets than usual. Uh, one thing I really pride myself on is just not making a lot of bad errors. Yep. Um, and I think I did that, but since Lindsay's sort of come on board and really helping well, across the board, but especially with the um, two-year-old trials, which yeah. which take ages and he's got a really good eye with that and just helping me out, taking a bit of the pressure off the workload. I think the last sort of month, especially three weeks to a month, we've had started having some really good bets again. And um, I'm happy with sort of how things are going at the moment. 
yeah, went through a lane patch there on Saturdays, but we started sort of you started to sort of straighten right up. I, I think we you might have just lost Saturday, but fuck, with, without envy, if it settles closer, probably wins. And you've taken eleven dollars a start of sort of six or something. Do you want to start yeah. there with that that race, which is race number two, Thrombone SP? This is a complete grab for me, and we can all talk about this SP profile, right? Thrombone's SP thirty one dollars last week. Now it's four dollars. Yeah, I treat SP, two-year-old SPs like they're irrelevant. So that sort of didn't come into my thinking too much. Um, I think this is why you win because I, I, I think about them a lot and I've, <laughs> I've reflected over the last couple, so 24 hours that two-year-old SPs have to be less relevant than than the, the two-blue race SPs, for example. Yeah, um, I didn't have a lot of clarity here, but Lindsay was very keen on the first starter without envy at $11. So we took that price and we took a small position. It's concerning, the Snowden horse. Um, the favourite, the Moody thing, uh, chased and wasn't over as well, but I was a bit I was a bit hesitant with that versus um, versus the winner. I wasn't sure how to line those up, so we let that go. Um, I thought Thronbone walked slightly better at Caulfield, um, from a yard point of view, but can't knock him. He's a real sprinting 1200 meter type versus without envy, who um, looks like a bit of mile in my eye. But um, it's a pretty ho hum bunch. The um, Mitch Freeman horse ran home well, vagrant. Um, that could likely be one to follow over further, but not a group I want to take into the spring. This is the and- worst figure on the whole card at Flemington overall. A negative 3.6 was Thrombone's performance, it was the lowest of the lot. Uh, Shane, how do you handle? We've got this Chasterton's coming off a a dominant win at Geelong, which is a, a decent lead up track to, to a Saturday race in Victoria, but not the Grouse. But it was a really heavy track. It's one from one. It's done a job. It had a really short SP. It heads to Flemington. I, I found it. I'm certainly not going to pretend I knew which way the market would have gone with it. It was a bit soft late, Jackson. Yes. Yep. A little bit. How would you light. handle that, Shane? Uh, look, I suppose the, if you look at the setup of the race, you got two-year-olds going to 1,200 at Flemington, and I'm expecting a slow tempo down the straight for a start. Um, yeah. And then you've got you've got the wet to dry, so that makes the SP probably even more relevant. Um, you've got Thronbone coming off, um, you know, coming off a win where it was. It was second. It was second up when it won at Caulfield off a good first up run, but on a heavy against a horse that's got a massive wrap on it. Went around odds on. So again, I think did it go around odds on or very short anyway? The second mm. horse. Yeah, like um, a dollar ninety. And then so and then yeah. it gets to a it gets to a race at Flemington off two very good wins. Of course, it's going to SP shorter than what it has previously. Um, and then you know you've got a, a first an unseen first starter that's elevens into. What price did without envy start? Half six fifty. Yeah, so uh, I think what I think I'm with Jackson on this one. Like, um, there's there's just too many variables to take SP into account when you've got those um, you know two year olds and they can just they can jump out of the ground one run to the next. Rob, you yeah. couldn't give less fucks about the SP profile. You're just betting on type on these two year olds, looking for mutters on non mutters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 um, and it sounds like Rob got the pen out in the break. That's teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I just like your mum hey. through. It's the connection. I, I did not. 
I, it is the connection. Yeah. I, I just go, I'm smart. They're dumb. I'm experienced. I know more. So that, that, and, and I'm just, I just cop being wrong. I just, just trust that I'm really right enough. Um, that race, they just look like they're all bobbing up and down with hundred meters to go. Look awful. Like, like mm-hmm. they're getting slower. Even on the TV, it looked like they were getting slower and slower and slower. Yeah, I think they sort of were. To to just to agree with Jackson at the end there, I, I think Mitch Freeman's horse is a horse you can sort of maybe make some money out of this prep and then the next prep out and trip a little bit. Yeah, it um it it was slowing down less than the others. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's talk about race oh, no, eight, it, which was this. It actually was eleven twenty four. 1124 and then 1248 last 200. So I'm not, yeah. but actually it actually was. Yeah, the, the race eight, Tuvalu's race, 600 metres, uh, the Winter Championship final. Uh, Tuvalu, this is a horse where you should have listened. We all should have listened to the to the SP. At SP, I reckon we took, you took, uh, I've got to stop saying we, you took uh, like maybe close to three bucks and it started at $1.80 and just lost, gapped a third and then bled. And then it's come out since and SP'd sort of seven dollars and now threes in at two dollars and won twice. It loves the straight, it loves the six hundred meters at Flemington Jackson. What do you make of this horse and how good is it? Oh, it's just a shocking error by me to not take the three dollars that was widely available earlier in the week. It was always going to start shorter, you know, that um that that tracking trip was a start prior, but the strap the, the start prior ran a minus twelve point one, had the map, had the SPs, it was like they're always going to smack it late. It's ran two group class figures now. I think it's probably a group two horse, which was my read coming in. Um, and I thought it I thought it probably proved that. Um, it paraded uh, when it when it had issues three starts ago post-race when we backed it and it got beat by behind Don V, who looks like Winks. Um, it paraded awful. And then it paraded like a completely different horse two starts ago when it won. So... <clears throat> I think one of the reasons I didn't take the early price was I did really wanted to see the parade and I was happy to take 260 seeing a good parade rather than three dollars. Yep. So I thought I'm gonna be too smart here. I'm gonna to go to the pre-parade 25 minutes out. And, <laughs> and and when I left, it was 284. And I thought, beautiful. If a parade's well, I'll just I'll I'll put some units on 20 minutes out and we'll just cop whatever it is, because they're gonna smack it. It paraded. Not as well as last start, but okay. I was thought, okay, I'll wait until I get into the yard. Got into the yard, it was two forty-four, the fair, and then SP two thirty, and we never backed it. Well, so that yeah. was my little story. Um, can't believe this we weren't on, but it, it was a perfection by uh, Jay Fry. Like, oh, like, se- like sectionally sexual, oh. this was. 1,200 to 200, he goes 11.76, and then 12.04, 11.96, 11.76, 11.40. Just absolutely gorgeous. When you increase from the 1,000 to the 200 and you're leading, it's going to be very, very hard to catch you. Yeah. Anything else to take out of race eight, Jackson, which I think is probably the hottest race on the card, particularly from a form point of view? The Runner-up um, is just very consistent. Only missed a place twice in his 14 career starts. One of those, he was held up when we were on the whole way down the straight at Flemington. And the other was when he SP'd 550 against I'm Thunderstruck and was wide no cover. Uh, Luna Flair was outstanding first up. Um, 2,000 metres, Flemington third up in, in a month and a half or so, it'll be winning. And our winning partner has been behind the eight ball from a yard point of view, sort of, 
the whole prep was never clear first up and then was very heavy uh, last last start at Flemington. Um, has come on a little bit, but I think it'll probably be reaching its top fifth up, sixth up, and um, it'll be winning a race this prep for sure as well. So Luna Flair and winning partner are probably the two you can make money off later in the prep. But La- last preparation, Luna Flair likes to stay in a really long prep. It, it was very, very good first up last prep at Caulfield yep. over 600 metres, and then it sort of regressed second up. Then it put together two fat performances. So maybe wait to 2,000, but certainly going to be very tempted if it goes to 800 next start. I thought there was another run in this race that was really, really good, and that's Dawn Patrol. He's just grinding through the line, has the right silks on to win the big race. Um, I don't know where they aim this thing. You were talking jumps race, Jackson, on Twitter. Big race. Um, a big race will tell you one of the bull, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I think this horse is flying, so uh, I'll be looking to find Dawn Patrol sort of but next, thought- next start, but particularly the two after the next start, third and fourth up Dawn Patrol. What Lloyd horse has ever come to Australia, gone no good the first prep, and then improved the second prep? None. Well, this might be the first one. I'm with it. Could be the one. Could be the one. I, um, I doubt race, it. It's online soon, I'd imagine. Race seven, our winner for the day, big steamer. Your winner for the day, big steamer too. Serious suspect, Chop King Jr., uh, Ethan Brown, Saab Hassan. Jeez, uh, Matt Hill got this wrong, or did he? It looked like the front was... Wait, whoa. Not Diddy. Completely wrong. Woo woo. Woo up. Nah, completely wrong. In, this horse led. This horse was in front. Yeah, like. No, no, it wasn't. It was. I was watching it on the screen. No, it, wasn't. it was in front. No, no it wasn't. It wasn't because I'm telling you, I was on top of the horse stalls at the 300. I'd From the, it, it hit the front of the 200, this horse. Do me complete life and the outside group, um, uh, the third and fourth horse were dead set three lengths in front. No, I, I had serious. Oh, well, I'm, telling you, I'm not front. asking you, I, I was there. I'm telling you, at the 200, serious suspect was in front at the 200. Okay, okay, yeah, why well, hard to tell? Most importantly, it was a mile in front when it crossed the line. Um, yeah, what do we make of some of these horses? Zach the boss to the eye when you watch a race, like. Geez, it's sort of found its level. But then if you look at the data, it's a massive PB for the horse. Not a massive PB, but it's the best it's ever gone. Yeah, uh, but Sartorial yeah, Splendor um, suited, going good. And and fluorescent star, big run, Amy and Ash Targi. Uh, boss, but, but okay, it's run a career PB, but that's also the quickest, quickest, quickest it's gone to the 600 by a country mile this prep as well. Or not yeah. by a country mile, but the quickest it's gone. Um I think Cartwright's given it two peak or pretty much three peaks in a row now. Um, I think that's its level. Um, Polarescent Star was very good from the back and I had a look at it as well on the fair late. It was sort of $14, $15 in a 980. Wow. Um, it was a couple of those on the day that, that ran really well without winning, but that, that a good look at late. So the mark was sort of spot on. Um, apart from that, there's not much. Um, Miss Albania had a, had almost the same task as the second horse and just sort of didn't have the acceleration between the four and the two, but was tainted up through the line under pretty much no riding. So that I, I was going to mention this horse. Like, this is a horse that when it, when it goes good, settles on the speed. Yeah. I think this run was full of merit. I think it can be sort of really watched and hopefully backed in the next couple of starts, like back to a bend. 
better gate. I, I think this horse is pretty potent as a big, big price winner next next start or the start after. Yep. Uh, the last race we're going to look at is race number six, Jackson. The protest race. Um, firstly, full credit to Horrifying. Like, it was a horrifying ride and it was a very brave effort from the horse to almost win, given it was four wide for about half the trip. Um, it was... Um, it was it- in a race where the market didn't really know what to do, it was sort of the only one they, they had to look at the last five minutes was seven forty to six dollars. Um, the market got one horse completely wrong. The second of the Kiramar Davis stays that completely stopped and there was nothing in the steward support, which is very scary. Maserati Bay was awful. What do you do with it? Uh, I mean, considering it was beaten uh, sixty lengths, I'm just going to pretend it. Didn't, didn't run happen. and move on, especially with the camp. Like, if it's okay, they'll keep running it. If it's not, it'll go out for a spell. So I'll just trust the camp. That was the best I've ever seen the parade as well. So, like, what do you do? That's just great, great, great. Uh, what else to take out of the race? Oh, uh, well, I suppose we have to talk about the protest. Yep. Um, I thought it should have been upheld, but I wasn't sure if they were going to. Or how would you be sure? Animo. Yeah, it was, this was this was a bit different, but I I understand your point. Um, the only, the, the only it, similarities was they were both protested. This was a clear upheld right decision. Yeah. Animo was always 50-50. Yeah, I I thought it was like a dollar sixty they were going to upheld, and I thought it was probably a dollar twenty five they should have upheld. Yeah, it's very easy to upheld this protest. It's an off season; no one cares. It was clearly run clearly ran the second horse off the track. Really you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, uh, this awesome rock, which in the Australian oh, yeah. Cup, which yeah. you were just uh, one for Uncle got it up there. But yeah, awesome rock just sort of shifted out the whole way. I don't, I don't even know if there was any contact in that one, as the other one preferment shifted out with it. But this yeah. one, there was there was contact, and 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 Brett Brett gave the other jockey a bit of a you know hand on the shoulder after the line. That was a bit odd. It was weird. Anyway. Guys, that's the deep dive for this week. Any horses to follow for the punter at home? Quickly. Uh, Luna Air Flair, man. winning partner. <laughs> Luna Flair, winning partner. Shane? Airman. Rob? Airman. Uh, out of the Airman race, a music, music, whatever it's called. The second horse out In of the, the Airman race. Jono at the mailbag.com.au if you want to race strategic position with Shane and I and the mailbag boys. Uh, have a great week and bye for now.